This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so let's do a little factor fiction with some of these college hoops headlines and try to get some of our studying done now while we're still sober. Fact or fiction? I think it's a smart play to go with Coach K in the tournament this year, Jinx. I think <laughs> <laughs> and Jay Wright. He's so handsome. Yes, yes Villanova is definitely going to be one of those top seeds this year. All right. Factor fiction number one, talking about March Madness. The top three favorites right now at BetMGM, Houston, Purdue, Alabama, and five of the top nine, if you add in Tennessee and Jinx, your Texas Longhorns have never won a national title in the NCAA tournament era. Some of those teams have never even made a Final Four. So is this the year for one of those five schools or another one who's never won it to win the NCAA tournament, or will it once again be a former champ? Fact or fiction, I ask you, Jinx, do we see a new champion this year that has never won it before? Oh, man. I knew this question was coming because obviously I prepared for the show. And even now I'm having a tough time coming up with an answer. I think we're going to see a first time champion. I think so. But then again, this is just me thinking out loud, Arizona, UCLA out West. I mean, those guys are very good. I, Oh man. You know what? No, I'm, I, we're not, we're not. I take it back. We're not going to do it. I know Houston is the favorite at six to one right now. I don't really believe in Purdue. Edie's awesome, but on the road this season, they've been a little iffy. Bama's got all sorts of issues right now with the whole Brandon Miller situation, and Nate Oates not really taking ownership of that. Tennessee is a team that's absolutely just crashing down the stretch, and if you look at Rick Barnes' history in the tournament, we know that he generally does not perform well there, and I want to believe in my Longhorns, but I feel like that they're going to miss Chris Beard's defense in the tournament. Like their degrees to things, they play good defense, but not as good of defense as they were playing. So you know what? Forget it. I'm going to say fiction. We will not see a first-time champion. I'll go fiction too, and the history almost supports it because if you look at the list of past champions over, say, the last ten years, it's been all blue bloods: Kansas, Baylor, Virginia, Villanova, North Carolina, Villanova, Duke, UConn, and Louisville. Back when they were good, and Rick Pitino was the head coach. So I think this is a tournament that we love it because in the earlier rounds, we do see some parity and we'll see some of these Cinderella's uh, make nice little runs. But when it comes to the actual championship and cutting down the nets, it's usually those teams that have both the pedigree and the great head coaching and also some tournament experience. So when you look at the field that has, you know, the past winners, all the teams I like are in that category. I really like UCLA this year. Uh, and plus, the teams that don't qualify in that category, what, Alabama and Houston? Like, I do think Houston could probably win it, but I'm not really buying stock in Alabama right now. And Purdue has proven that um, they've been very untrustworthy. So I'll go fiction as well. Yeah, I'll make it three for three on the fiction side of things. Again, the teams that are playing the best right now, you look at Kansas, you look at UCLA, even Arizona could be a dark horse if you want to say that somebody less than 20 to 1 is a dark horse. But those three teams have all won it in the past, and you guys brought it up. Between Alabama, Houston, uh, Tennessee, and their issues, there's just – it's easier to look at the group of teams that have won it before and say that they're more than likely going to win it 
than the new group. So let's talk about the team that was supposed to win it this year. North Carolina currently 16-11 and 11 as they go into their game tonight against Notre Dame. The Tar Heels have lost five of six. They're on the verge of going from preseason number one to not making the NCAA tournament. No preseason number one has missed the tournament since it expanded to 64 teams back in 1984-1985. So Chelsea, fact or fiction, UNC will not make the NCAA tournament. Uh, They shouldn't. What's their signature win? Over NC State? Over Clemson? Like, they don't have a great signature win. Like, Ohio State didn't look, you know, too terrible uh, when they beat them in overtime. But you look at the resume, and it's just not there. At some point, you've got to stop giving credit to UNC just because they're UNC. Their resume does not support it. So, no, get the Tar Heels the hell out of the tournament this year. And, yes, I hate UNC because I'm an NC State fan. Can you tell? I like UNC. I almost went to Carolina. Thank God I didn't, Chelsea. We'd be be at odds constantly on this show. But this is an absolute fact. I don't think Carolina has a single quad one win this year. Aren't they 0-9? I mean, they're just absolute. I I can't believe. I just can't believe how bad they've been. I think they're going to cover tonight against Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is trash, too. Yeah, they they don't – the resume is nothing. You look at their resume, the only thing on their resume is that they're North Carolina. It's like A-Rod writing his book. You look at the top of that sheet, and what do you see? A-Rod. Book. Book. <laughs> That's it. It's like, all right, you're A-Rod. You're ready to write a book, but there's nothing there, buddy. Same thing with North Carolina. It's like, I get it. You're a blue blood. You're North Carolina, but that's that's it. This is a fact. They're not going to make it. Yeah, I'm with you. This is a fact. Unless they can pull off some sort of miracle in winning the ACC tournament, they are not going to make the NCAAs this year. They can beat. Notre Dame tonight, they can beat Duke on the last day of the regular season. It's still not going to be enough. Jinx, you referenced it. They are 0-9 against quad one teams. That is not going to get you into the NCAA tournament. And just for some folks, a little fact here. The last number one team to not make the NCAA tournament, you got to go all the way back to 1975 when you had to win your conference tournament to get in. And Chelsea, that was your NC State team that was actually the defending national champions that year. They were, coming off the, they were coming off the the national title, and then the next year they were ineligible. They were actually undefeated and couldn't go to the tournament because they were ineligible. So just a little fact well, for those of you who are wondering who the last one was. No, I'm not blaming you at all. That was an amazing team that they had back then. All right, last one. Let's switch to the NFL real quick. Current Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers should emerge from his darkness retreat soon, much like Punxsutawney Phil coming out to see his shadow. And according to Bob McGinn, who is a Packers insider and beat reporter, the Packers are ready to move on from Rodgers. Derek Carr has already had a good meeting with the Jets, so Green Bay needs to get going if they're going to move Aaron Rodgers because the Jets may already have their quarterback. So, Jinx, fact or fiction, According to Bob McGinn, the Packers are ready to move on. Have we seen Aaron Rodgers play his last game as a Packer? I'm going to say fact here. At some point, they need to move on anyway, right? Like, I don't know if Jordan Love is the answer necessarily, but they're going to have to move on just by mere fact that Aaron Rodgers is getting older now. And frankly, I think they're tired of Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's great for headlines, but Aaron Rodgers somewhere along the way, and it's only happened in the last three or four years has fallen in love with himself and seeing himself in the headlines. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to talk to the media, but he'll go on Pat McAfee and talk about, 
whatever. He's been in high-profile relationships, you know. He's getting weird tattoos, and he's talking about it constantly, even though he doesn't want to talk about it. Frankly, I think it all started when he showed his foot to the camera a few years ago. Remember that? We saw his foot, and I'm like, uh, something's not right with this guy. I think I see a bunion or something on there. Yeah, they need to move on from him, and I think they're tired of his antics because all we hear about the Packers each and every single year now is what is Aaron going to do? What is Aaron going to do? I'm tired of hearing about it. The headlines are amusing. But if you're in the Packers organization, you have to be exhausted with this. So I'm going to say fact, they move in a different direction. Counterpoint, who are they going to get? The market for quarterbacks right now is tough. You know, how Mm -hmm. many good quarterbacks are there really in the NFL? There's not that many. And although Aaron Rodgers is coming off a season worse for most of his uh, metrics, whether it's touchdowns, interceptions, or whatever, this was not a stacked receiver core. And so I don't think people had, like, the highest of expectations for Aaron Rodgers this year as opposed to the year before. Like, I would agree with you in that Aaron Rodgers is probably not the guy that he used to be. And despite his regular season numbers in some of these years past, how many Super Bowl rings does he have? One? Uh, So I think I would see why the Packers would want to move on. But who are they going to get? And didn't we do this whole song and dance last year? And any insider, I don't care, care how insider you think you are, nobody is inside the mind of Aaron Rodgers. Nobody. Probably not even him. So I'm not believing any quote-unquote insiders who think they know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm going to go with you, uh, Chelsea, on this one. I think he's back for at least another year just because it would cost so much money for him to get traded. I'm not sure there's that many teams out there that are willing to take that kind of cap hit with the contract that he has. But the other thing on this, we mentioned Derek Carr in this, just a, a, a kind of a 3B, I guess it is, did you see the, the headline that the Jets basically told Derek Carr if he came there that he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Have we looked at Derek Carr's numbers for them to tell him at 32 he could become a first ballot Hall of Famer if he signed with the Jets? This is outrageous. What? I can't. I did not see that at headline. 32? Like he's just no, going to have some career renaissance? Like that doesn't happen in sports. Like maybe in acting. And, you know, places where your age doesn't matter as much. But come on, man. I don't know. He's a four-time pro bowler. There's still some. <laughs> no, that's 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 not going to happen. I, that's, that's, I love it when people sell you on things and even you don't believe them. Like, even I'm like, I know better than that. It's like at my first job ever in TV. And I've talked about this guy who was on Tiger King and he was my first boss. And he was my fourth boss in or I had four bosses in a year and a half and he walks into the room and we're in the worst station in America. We were so bad. And he walks in the room and this is our first station meeting. We're in market 160. We're all kids. And he goes, everyone in this room is going national. And we were like, uh, we're just hoping to leave and maybe not make a salary at the poverty line. So no, sometimes people will try to sell you on something because they have some sort of dream or something, or they're trying to, Whatever it is, maneuver themselves in a position of power because they want something. But no, Derek Carr is not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Jenks, that guy was right. You have nine Emmys. Shut up. You did go national. Well, okay. But you see the point <laughs> I'm trying. You see the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> I do. And the thing is, I do this with my three year olds. I make a bunch of 
empty promises that I'm never going to hold up. I say, if we leave the playground, we'll go get ice cream. I get her in the car. She doesn't have a tantrum. And then guess what? We do not get ice cream. It was a tactic just for me to get her in the car. And it works every single time. It's undefeated. (laughs) And she smiled in her picture over the weekend. I was so proud of her. Oh, man. Eventually, she's going to catch on. But uh, until then, still going to use it. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.